well, they've got it to the point. If you've got a low enough social score, you can't book train tickets, you can't get your kids into certain schools. They're trying to make it that you can't leave your flat. Let's shake and welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan, and today I'm bringing back a guest that I had many, many months ago last year because it's so pertinent and she is just badass in crypto. Erica Stanford, welcome back. Hey, crypto- Rick. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh <Sorry. my> <laughs> no, you're good. I like you got your background for the Crypto Curry Club behind you. I think it was just plain last time and this time you're like going all, all branded. I like it. Okay, good. Well, thank you for having me back. I like I like being called badass. That's cool. Yeah, you, well, I don't think I've had that before. <laughs> really? Well, no joke. No. You are because I mean, when it comes to what you know, you are an absolute badass. And just even in our conversations that we've had, you know, just recently, I'm talking like literally minutes ago before we hit record on this, we were talking about Ukraine, which is so pertinent right now because of what they've just done with Bitcoin. You know, and right. could you give us like a little bit of background on that because. President Zelensky just did that yesterday. So this is maybe like a week or two after he legalized it, signed it when this is publishing right now. But yeah, he just legalized it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what, what's interesting there, they, they'd set everything in motion to get it legalized a month ago. So what, what's interesting, I mean, Ukraine has now received over $100 million in crypto donations yeah. to, towards relief efforts, which is amazing. And, you know, from the crypto community, that's super cool. But what is interesting with his legalizing it, they did it before they knew that Russia was even going to invade. This was done a month ago. And, you know, the, the, the way these processes work, they, they get things in motion. So he literally just signed it. But yeah, so it's so fantastic. So um, it, it, what, what it means is that crypto companies that will have to now register to, to be able to, um, to be able to operate legally. But of course, it will help with facilitating getting donations and so forth in, in, in crypto. Yeah, when you say crypto companies will have to register, you're talking exchanges mm-hmm. within Ukraine, right? Like exchanges, yeah. like wallets, like service providers, like digital asset companies that, yeah. that deal with with crypto. Which is, you know, that that's that's not a bad thing. That that just means that it, it's a way to sort of it, ideally, if it works, uh, keep the good ones in and and the, the the bad scam actors out. Yeah, no kidding. I can't remember who it was even this morning, but I mean, this is just like the proliferation of crypto that's taking place now because I was reading a, an article this morning about, about Shiba and it was, you know, here's how analysts expect it to, to get to one penny, you know, which is still right. a, a thousand percent, you know, or t- hundred thousand, whatever it is, percentage yeah. increase, a, a lot. It's a lot on where it is right now. I can't do the math in my head right now. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, it's early when we're talking, but it, it's, but there's a lot of uh, organizations that are looking at accepting that as a possible way of payment too, which is the same as Bitcoin and everything else. What do you see the path being for major adoption of coins or tokens in that nature towards for everyday life? You know, and I'll stop because I, I'll give you a little tag on that too. I know I, I'm talking a lot, but you're the expert. This is the one thing, and even like why why Warren Buffett, I've Warren Buffett that I've seen has not really jumped into this so hardcore is because it's like the real life use cases for something mm-hmm. like this, you know, like everyday purchases like gas stations or whatever, 
you know, so right. where do you see this going for everyday adoption of everyday life stuff? I, I, I only see it going up. And, and, and you mentioned Chiba, which is sort of a joke, sort of meme coin named after a type of dog, which is the same used as this other joke, meme coin, Doge coin. And, and Elon Musk famously got a, a Shiba Inu puppy and you know the, the guy holds a lot of of doge and and you know presumably holds a lot of this this shiba coin and you know tweeting about buying a shiba puppy only <laughs> made prices of of those yeah. coins go up so go go figure um somebody got the money off their puppy back i'm yeah. guessing um probably a bit more than that um so what's you know what? What is interesting? I mean, there's there's two things. Bitcoin is is the first cryptocurrency. It's the safest. It's the best store of value. It's the best in in many ways. Yeah. Um, it's it's what most people hold. It's 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 seen as a store of value. It isn't because of of transaction costs, because of of energy use cases, and and some of the, the the time it takes to process transactions in in most cases isn't as fast as one would like to to be able to just tap something to be able to buy a coffee a bag of pasta whatever that is or or to do those micro transactions which is maybe just you know paying 20p to to get a lemon or whatever Mm. that is whereas you've now got newer cryptocurrencies that are far less energy intensive that you can just send almost instantly, effectively in lifetime and basically for free that you can do these microtransactions in. So you've got this whole sort of new wealth of, of, of these newer cryptocurrencies that have less, I don't know, security status or prestige than, than Bitcoin. But in terms of doing frequent high volume microtransactions serve more of a purpose in that. So you do have companies now looking at the likes of, of accepting Dogecoin because they, they do help with these microtransactions. But, you know, with crypto use cases and, and the way crypto was designed and, and what it sort of really is about, it wasn't necessarily designed for people who are happy having a central bank account and trusting the banks and trusting their governments and using their iPhone to tap things every time you want to pay for things. Actually, the main users of crypto, of, of cryptocurrency, have been, you know, quite often people in, in Venezuela, people in Ukraine, and, and, you know, we're talking before the Russian invasion, even people in Russia, people in South African countries, where you, you've got populations that have learned that you can't just trust a central bank, that you certainly can't trust a government, that, you know, money can go into hyperinflation just like that, where, you know, in, in some cases where you go into a supermarket and the price of goods has changed because inflation has just run so havoc, or where if you keep money, uh, that, that it's not necessarily safe. And, and, you know, there's numerous countries like that as we're learning more and more. So you do have entire populations that haven't been able to just trust the central banking system or, or to trust their, their local um, national currency for various reasons that have turned to, to Bitcoin either as a store of value or as a way to send money abroad to, to family that's maybe based in another country or so forth, not because they think, oh, this is cool or this is modern or this is new technology or, hey, this is going to go up in value if we keep it, but literally because they have no 
alternatives, you know, in countries where it simply isn't safe to keep money in a bank account or, or where there's sanctions or where there's barriers put in place or where, you know, people don't have bank accounts. You've got a third of the world's population don't have access to bank accounts because banks just don't deem it economically viable to, to create banking facilities to the world's third poorest people and but these people can you all you need is a smartphone or access to the internet you can have a digital wallet and then you can store money digitally you can send money abroad or anywhere to family basically for free and instantly and that's a whole world better than not being able to send money digitally or not being able to store money safely and and you know you're actually in charge of your own money so there's a whole big sort of argument behind crypto which is way beyond and, and, and so much more important than the oh look the price of bitcoin or the price of whatever 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 has gone up or down or, or, or whatever it, it, it's a way of sending money around the world that doesn't rely on central banks or corrupt governments or you know skewed financial systems that work for some people but don't by definition work for a lot of people around the world wow you just no, it was incredible, <laughs> absolutely incredible. I'm thinking like I, I needed like some things to take notes because there's three things that, if I can remember all of them here, that you that stuck out with me. And the first was the speed of the transactions and how they take right. a while with some of the the major the majorly proliferated coins right now, like a Bitcoin, right. like Ethereum. And I've noticed this too because even when I bought my ENS name, you know, it's Rick Jordan ETH. You know, it might, it's not lifetime. Yeah, yeah, it's not lifetime exactly. But I remember even the the process of the transaction, and I've seen that because I I have custodial wallets, I have non custodial wallets. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain coins that I'm invested in. But when I went to do that, you know, it really and even like doing things on Pancake Swap, you know, to right. to purchase Catcoin, which I did, which is another great meme coin right now too. I don't know if you've looked at that, but it's it's called the Shiba Killer. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit because <laughs> in a matter of a day, 24 hours, my three grand that I invested went up to right. 60K, you know, and, that, and it was that next day that the first missile strike hit Ukraine and it crashed again because right. it, like, it was like immediate, right? It, but now it's starting mm -hmm. to go back up, you know, so I'm still up by about 400% right now. It's interesting, you know, and there's yeah. a lot of decentralized apps that they're looking to create. Anyways, they've all got stories. They've all got pr projections, plans, <laughs> but the speed of the transactions, you know, on a pancake swap or on... Uh, even when I purchased through ENS for my rickjordan.eth name, the speed of the transaction was not speedy at all. It wasn't right. instant. Yeah. And I, I, you yeah. know, in the in the IT consulting space, one of my clients is a franchise owner of Buffalo Wild Wings, and I remember when the the chip started going into credit cards. You know, mm -hmm. and before they were always swiping with the mag stripe, and during Christmas season they would actually process so many gift card transactions like a line of 20 people and just here's 25 dollars here's 25 dollars here's 25 dollars and then the chip slowed the transaction process down by like a factor of eight because right. it just took longer to process that and i couldn't i couldn't fathom you know if, if this is how long crypto transactions take in order to actually process and even on pancake right. swap you can choose the speed of your transaction but you pay higher gas fees you pay accordingly exactly right. yeah so the speed yeah. of the trans i can see that i've never even thought about that until you said this but that that yeah. would be absolutely necessary for everyday things like fuel or a restaurant or something like that to where the transaction has to process almost yeah. instantaneously and, and, and there are these cryptocurrencies coming out and you know one of the other 
accusations leveled often at Bitcoin and at crypto is that it uses so much energy. Well, in everything digital uses energy by being on Zoom here, we're using energy. Oh, yeah. If I send you a WhatsApp message, we're using energy. If you send me an email, we're using energy. By sending an online banking transaction, we're using energy. So everything we do digitally uses energy. We can't get away from that. But there are now cryptocurrencies that use uh, effectively that are super light, that, that they're reacting lifetime, that, that are super fast and cheap to send. You know, you're talking effectively free to send, but that use no more energy than if I send you a WhatsApp message or, or, or you yeah, send me an yeah. email or whatever, whatever digital action we're taking. So, you know, it's, it's, it's evolving super fast and it's, it's a fascinating space to be in because you've got so many of the smartest and most successful people from pretty much every walk of life. And I see this every day, like pretty much every day we'll get, I'll get a, a message on LinkedIn or by email, I'll be introduced to, Somebody has left a senior position in banking, retail, whatever, you know, high flying career, super, super senior position, founder of amazing company, and they want to work in a crypto startup because it's more exciting and it's faster moving and they're fed up with how slow the rest of the world moves and they just want to make a change now. So it's like a brain drain, like a sort of suction pump absorbing all of these super, super smart people into it. So the more that happens, the faster the technology is is evolving so it's, it's it's changing super fast that's so cool and on the evolution of this because this was one of the second points during your amazing monologue that you were making is that the, <laughs> these countries like venezuela and ukraine you know, i love how we have fun by the way too it's you know like ukraine and, and venezuela you know it, it's it's not smaller populations but they're not exactly i mean they're definitely not superpowers in the world from, you know, and typically superpower equates to military strength or whatever, but I'm even talking like economic strength, you know, because those countries are not, you know, could it be, because the United States as a whole, you know, or even Australia or the UK or even Russia for that matter has, or China even so, all of these major like real superpowers is at least, at least have they been, how they've been traditionally classified as such have not adopted crypto as something that's real you know that's the right. the most simplest way i can put it it's something that's real yeah. legitimate you know there's still a lot of stigma around it you know for, especially when it comes to my field in cybersecurity. it's like that's how ransomware is paid is crypto right. you know so it, there's been this crypto bad because it, that's how we pay the bad guys you know right. so is it possible you know because it, it's going to take some major countries to adopt this in, in yeah. order to push it along, I think, to the next phase. When do you see and how do you see these smaller, less economically mature countries being able to tip the scales with the larger ones to really start that downhill snowball momentum? So I, what I think is we will see is not necessarily that, that Venezuela is, is, you know, a lot of people in Venezuela are using Bitcoin. I don't think that's going to massively change the American or British or whatever stance towards crypto. I, I, I think where I would see governments acting, I mean, Facebook had their own digital currency, a stable coin called DM, and they, they just canceled the, the project because they, they just came up against too many regulatory hurdles. And recently some of their guys have, have left Facebook and now raised $200 million to, to sort of, to start afresh. So, you know, we'll see where that goes, but 
you know, they, they, they didn't get anywhere because there's so much regulatory pressure from like all countries against what they wanted to do, which was effectively act like a central bank. Right. And that scared the banks, it scared the governments. And, you know, also Facebook doesn't have an unblemished track record when it comes to, to, to people's data and no, having you're control. Me. <laughs> 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 Apparently, according to the news, according to the newspaper. Um, um, so, you know, as has been quoted by pretty much everybody. So, um, there was a certain, I guess, massive sort of tsunami of of pressure going against Facebook to to be the ones to to launch that. But that saying, the fact of them doing it, Facebook have a third of the world's population using their products, you know, every day. They've got a huge number of huge volume of people, bigger bigger than China, bigger than any country. So that was enough to scare a lot of companies into taking on crypto and digital assets teams to look at, hey, we've got this challenge. Like if Facebook does do this, what does that mean? That means we'll be losing payment or we'll be losing transactions for elsewhere or or, or that. So it it scared a lot of companies into forming crypto and digital assets task force teams looking into what they should be doing in the space. You're talking with Facebook's coin project that has now been scrapped, right? Right. When they they announced it, yeah. Sure. Um, but it, it, it still had an impact. I, I'd say the main one would be China, which is, you know, it's a, it's a scary project by, by any definition of the word. And it's, it's by far the most advanced. So they've been working on this for about seven or eight years now. Yeah, it's a digital um, form of their currency, in essence. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not a cryptocurrency in any sense of the decentralized, you know, freedom of movement where it's, it's the opposite. <laughs> of course and not. It's, it's China. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's terrifying that they've it been is. watching trials and, and rolling out, but it's linked to like a social security, um, sort of like a social credit score. Um, so not only like a, an economic, score as as we might have in the west but it's it's a social score which you know not necessarily bad in you in some ways if you do good deeds for charities you earn bonus points there are some things that you can earn good deeds for but it's 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 the way it's been done you you get points deducted for things like um being of the wrong religion, being of the wrong sexual orientation, being of the wrong ethnic minority, voting certain ways, being an outspoken um, journalist, having yeah. too many opinions, Religious speaking. Choice, yeah, yeah it, exactly. Yeah. If, if you're the wrong religion slash any religion, buying the wrong products, um, you know, buying too much alcohol, associating with the wrong people. So, you, you know that the one could argue that that is the suppression of of freedom that if you happen to be a certain religion or a certain sexual orientation that shouldn't happen to affect if your digital wallet which controls all of your money gets frozen by the government one could make that argument i, I would personally be of that belief but i'm with you on that too because yeah so many think that crypto (laughs) is non-traceable right and i think like even with cat coin that i brought up you know one of the biggest yeah uh stats that i've been monitoring to to stay in it to see if i'll stay in it for now and again i'm still up like 400 percent on it but one of the biggest things that i continuously see increase is the number of holders you can easily Mm -hmm. do a, a wallet scan and find out exactly how many wallets actually hold this specific coin 
You can't exactly yeah. see how much is in there, but you can see the types of transactions that go in and out of wallets, which is exactly yeah. what you're saying. Well, you know, if they're buying too much alcohol or they're, you know, where their their well, transactions from the wallet. Is, you can everything see everything that, that with crypto. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and that's and good, everything. With, with the Chinese, everything is linked to their digital identity. Yes. So they see exactly who's buying what. And then take it one step further, the government has literally got the power to stop you making any transactions. They're trying to get it to the point that if you've got a low enough, or well, they've got it to the point, if you've got a low enough social score, you can't book train tickets, you can't get your kids into certain schools. They're trying to make it that you can't leave your flat. Yeah. Um, you know, which to me is What's up, terrifying. communism, next level, 3.0? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's terrifying. And you've got ethnic minorities, you've got religious groups, you've got, you know, all sorts of people just because they've spoken against the government or whatever thing that they've done that, you know, in, in our societies or our views are not bad things, but yeah. that, that means that they're taking away uh, financial freedom from people. So they're, they're really advanced in this digital currency and it gives a huge, like unprecedented amounts of data and power the Chinese government and, and, you know, due to partnerships, the Chinese government have, they're looking to roll that out to other countries, which is super, super scary. Cause then you've got governments in the West that are like, Hey, we're totally behind. We've been lacking behind in technology and, and, and in advancements and in, in regulation, we don't have any of this data power control. What do we need to do to, to keep up? And well, you even know, in the, the United the States, stuff. too, it's not just China, too, even in the United States. And this is legitimate. They're looking at the U.S. Treasury Department is looking at digitizing the dollar. But this is right. also on the heels of the Biden administration trying to pass legislation to have access to people's bank accounts for the IRS for taxation right. purposes. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing, because if you do a wallet scan and you can see the transactions that go in and out, you can take you can put some data together. One plus one equals two when it comes to this and see where the money's going, how much it is, you know, for any individual once that dollar is digitized. And this isn't yeah. conspiracy. I mean, this is just what's happening right now is that yeah. there's been legislation proposed for the IRS to access your bank accounts. And then the Biden administration is actively now looking at digitizing the dollar. They go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, and and they're doing the same here. They're they're looking at bringing out a digital pound, and you know it's it's one of those things. There are arguments for having a digital currency. You know, the the, the tax thing is is one. It reduces fraud. It reduces the ability yeah. to sort of make make counterfeit or fake banknotes, for example. That there, there are arguments for it. I, I think what is for sure, yeah. What is really scary is that even if it, it's sort of brought about by the most benign, the nicest political leader that there ever was, some imaginary figure who's who's just an angel who, who brings about this technology, it, it's still a huge amount of power in the hand of a government. And once you've got the technology there, it's not going to go away. You can only, it's, it's a sliding slope. Yeah. And, and you know, what, what scares me is even if it's brought about by a country with good intentions or, you know, by a, a good government, you're only ever one election away from bringing in a total psychopath yeah. who, who's bent on, on destroying everything, you know, as we've all seen far too often in, <laughs> in many countries. Um, yep. So, you know, that, 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 that is the, the, the scary thing. You're, you're bringing in a lot of power where the government can go, hey, you just, I don't know, bought this, voted that way, whatever it is that you did. So therefore, we're just going to freeze all of your access to your money because you voted for the wrong party or, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a, there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons on all of these. And we can go back and forth on all of those I, probably forever, I would think. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I think that the cons slightly outweigh the pros. They do at the maybe, moment, correct. Maybe I'm yeah. a dinosaur. No, I'm, I'm with you on that because it, that's what we're starting to see right now. I mean, even with Russia, you know, they were trying to bypass a lot of the sanctions in order to, and use crypto in order to get money in and out of the country in some certain way. Yeah, and here's another thing. And this is a, like, okay, we're going to, we just did like crypto 101, right? As far as where things are, this is something I yeah. was on a show the other day, and this is what I was talking about because I keep up with this. And it's interesting because even with the Chinese project, right, to digitize their currency and make their mm. own coin, th it's still true. And this is like, now we're going into the advanced class for everybody listening right now. It's still true that it's something like 60% of the world's currency reserves are still held in the US dollar. Okay. And interesting. when it is very interesting and when you look, which is what China, China is trying to, uh, yeah. to, to prevent. I know. And th th that's exactly it. And this was one of the ways they were trying to tackle that, but it's not going to gain much momentum. Th this was the speculation. Anyways, it's not going to gain much momentum worldwide because it's not just China, but it's 60% of the whole world still has their currency reserves in the U S dollar. You know, so right. it's one way to try to make a dent at it. And at the same time, it also speaks to the relationship between crypto, you know, even if it's the major ones like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the value of the US dollar. Because mm -hmm. the question that I was posing in my head is, it's, is it that much different right now? Is cryptocurrency that much different right now than a standard fiat currency? Or is it just a different quarter a different pound a different dollar i mean there, there are a few differences i mean you know crypto is is still volatile and, and it's the, the thing with with crypto and there are privacy currencies there are things like monero or you do have things like bitcoin mixes and so forth where which scramble up bitcoins and then and then make it harder to trace but in 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 general if you just look at say bitcoin or ethereum or you know, the, the, the most used cryptocurrencies are actually far more traceable than dollar or, or you know, the pound or whatever. And when you speak to people in, in like, you know, fraud investigations and so forth, they, they always say they're happiest when they get a crypto case oh, yeah. because it's just so much easier to track because with pounds, you can put it into art or racehorses or offshore islands or whatever. And it, it, it just goes. And, you know, if, if you want to buy drugs you know if okay we're, we're based in different places but if you know a common example if if you and i lived close enough and you wanted to buy drugs with me or i wanted to buy drugs of you or whatever sending bitcoin would be the stupidest way to go about <laughs> yeah, doing it because it can be traced you can see exactly you sent this transaction to blah 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 which currently it can be traced yeah because so, it still has know, to still, go through miners to process the transaction so it's still out well, there on the it, network yeah. right and, and and you've still got an address you can see that at this time i sent x amount of bitcoin from x address to to your y address and it, you know and that you've now got these incredibly powerful softwares that just keep growing and sort of you know gaining in power that that can can not only track that transaction, but link that back to, to your wallet and track that to other transactions and other wallets and so forth. And they've got this whole load of, of data. And, you know, it's, it's one of those interesting things when, you know, when Silk Road, when the website came about, I mean, I've been reading up about it uh, lately. And at the time, you know, this was early on in Bitcoin, people really thought that they could send Bitcoin anonymously and, you know, they could buy yeah. drugs and, you know, and Bitcoin. And, you know, most of the time 
Bitcoin arrived at destination, drugs arrived at other destination, you know, all, all was fine. And they, they sort of thought, well, you know, Bitcoin is anonymous. So therefore this is anonymous. And, you know, you're now finding that the software sort of are able to see everything and go back to those times and see exactly who sent what to, to what. So, you know, the differences are that crypto is a lot more traceable. By definition, every transaction is stored on blockchain. There's no button where you can just erase the fact that you sent this amount of money to me or, or vice versa. It can't be done. You've got all of that information is stored indefinitely, sort of timestamp manner on, on blockchain. So you've got a lot more sort of data there. But what, what I, I suppose what the differences are is that with with crypto, with, with blockchain, you don't rely on a third party, you know, if you, if you buy Bitcoin, but then you can hold it offline in your own sort of hard drive wallet, like sort of USB stick typings. And then you're not really dependent on anybody. You're not well, dependent like on storing that money in a bank. Under your mattress. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the equivalent. So when I, I, I lived in Buenos Aires in Argentina for a while during the economic crash, sort of back when I was a student just doing doing work experience at an NGO there. And this was 2008. Um, you know, the, the economy wasn't good in, in Argentina, yeah. arguably still isn't, you know, fantastic. Um, but the, the economy wasn't good in Argentina. And you had a whole load of people that basically just lost their whole life savings, their whole livelihoods, you know, were pretty much poor overnight and, you know, frequent protests in the streets and, and people didn't trust banks and had learned that you can't trust, you can't trust the government, you can't trust banks. So pretty much the first lesson I, I, I got taught there was like, well, you know, don't open a bank account. And, you know, people were literally, this was before Bitcoin, got paid, got paid in pesos in the Argentinian money, uh, converted that into dollars and euros and, and, and foreign currencies, took that out in cash and kept the, the, the physical cash notes in, in a safe in the houses. And that was banking. That is, that was the safest way to do banking, you know, and if they had to send money abroad. So the, the sort of the, the crypto wallets are, are more like that. It's more like keeping, you know, it's, it's, it's seen as keeping digital gold in yeah. a hard wallet that you control, that you don't have to rely on a bank, which may or may not shut down, stop you from being able to access your money, you know, all, all of those things, which we've all seen happen. So in, in many ways, it's much safer. It does rely on you than not losing that device or, or, or either that or keeping the, the passwords or remembering the passwords. So yeah. even if you lose a device, you can access another one. Um, and a few people have had problems with that. But, you know, for many people, that is a lot safer than keeping money in a bank where, you know, bank whatever is caught up in sanctions or has, has you know, messed up their accounts or whatever it is. Um, and, and then you lose all your money. That's a scary thought. And it's happened to a lot of people it in has. a lot of countries. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and, and will happen again. I have no doubt. So. Absolutely. It will right on. It will. Yeah. I mean, even with all the traditional bank accounts in Ukraine right now, for example, the cyber attacks, you know, for moments there, those, bank accounts of the the fiat currencies within the traditional mm -hmm. banking system registered as zero for a lot of <laughs> civilians for a lot right. of ukrainians that existed and hopefully there's ways to avoid something like that with this but at the same time right. there's going to be cyber yeah. concerns and hacking concerns with right. crypto wallets too even yeah. going back to uh, your... uh, sure and and there are yeah. there are and it's it, that's down to having really good security measures yeah. in place and 
you know, with, with crypto, the, the user experience the infrastructure is getting better. You do now have things like institutional grade storage. You do have, now have insurance. There are other things that make it um, safer. Um, typically, if you store your crypto offline, like off, off the internet, sort of in, in cold storage, that's unhackable, providing you don't lose it. Yeah. The, the priorities and you know that that argument that crypto is used in in, in ransom payments you know I, I hear that a lot and from you know i know a few guys insurance who are like well it's always all that bitcoin that gets paid out yeah that's an interesting um, concept too the insurance side of it you know if it gets low well the, the, i don't know if you ever saw the story this was maybe two years ago of the dude who had a hard drive you know from 12 years ago with forty thousand bitcoin on it and just threw it away because he's like well this is worth this is so stupid you know i mean bitcoin was like pennies at the time or whenever it was yeah. that he bought it but now it's worth something like, you know, $3 billion. And he's trying to, right. he, he's offering like a reward at this dump for a company, like up to $20 million to go and dig yeah. this thing up and find it. In in Wales, I think he's offering a quarter of the, the, um, the, 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 the total value. He's, so you know he, the he guy I'm talking to, about. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know the guy, but because it's in the UK, it's it's quite, you know, the, the story quite often comes up. He's yeah. up to, to either a quarter or half of the reward to the council. Oh and th there's been so many cases like that. Like just so many. There was a guy who, he was like a cannabis dealer and installed all his like pups private keys and passwords to his Bitcoin in the fishing world. And then he got arrested and <laughs> somebody went through his flat. I think the landlord went through the flat and, you know, chugged all his stuff out or got rid of all his stuff, including the fishing world containing like all of the Bitcoin, um, wow. which the, whatever it was, the American, um, I don't know, FBI or CIA or whatever, were trying to get their hands on. There's, there's been loads of cases like that. And, and, you know, Bitcoin has been used in, in these sort of ransom payouts you know, that insurance companies have got caught up in. I guess my feeling is there's been hackers and, 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 you know, crime since way before Bitcoin was invented and they found perfectly good ways to get money out of companies and people then. And, you know, Bitcoin or crypto is, is a currency. If, if, if that were to go away, hackers would find perfectly good ways to get money out of people. Like that is not the risk. Um, so. Yeah. Amazing points. The, uh, could you give everyone a quick refresher on crypto curry club? Right. The crypto curry club yeah. onto fun subjects. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the crypto curry club, it, it's been less curry recently since lockdown, sadly. Um, it's, it's grown into what I, what I believe is the biggest or the main crypto community in, in the UK. We started it in uh, 2018, a couple of years before, um, before lockdown. And, and you know, that at the time there was a really limited sort of community and, and so forth in space. Yeah. I wanted to meet more people, find, get people together. So we, we had a, a whole bunch of events, networking events, always over curry. So curry, uh, for, for, for those of you who aren't from the UK, curry is the, the, the national British food. It's the food that we like the most. It's the food that we eat the most commonly. It's the most widely available food in, in, in the UK. Um, I, I, I'm not entirely sure of, of the reasons why, but I'm, I'm assuming it's because most British food is so inedibly awful 
that we have to have a national culinary savior um and 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 curry is better than british food so curry is 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 the, the national british food crypto curry sounded good so we we started doing these these events and, and you know i thought once a month we'll, we'll put on a, a curry you know people pay their own way and you know get people together and um i just thought we'll do this uh, you know on on the side once a month to to get to meet some people and grow the community and you know by the time of lockdown i had just spiraled into this this big thing you know having loads of events and and the main community and you know everything people from the the world's biggest companies um coming along to to learn about crypto or to geek out or because you know they're secretly interested or because they're looking at what they should be doing through the founders of these super cool startups through to you know some students that were doing phds on the the ecosystem or you know investors and and just a whole mix of of amazing uh, amazing people um so that that grew and it that, you know it's super fun we've had one carry back uh since since lockdown that, that you know it was filled out in a, in a day it was a super fun event we also did a a crypto curry club gin making experience just getting people together and everyone awesome. got to make their own product gin so super fun and you know just a, a bit of fun to get people back together so yeah hopefully that will now come back uh with uh lockdown ending albeit corona cases spiraling currently you're inspiring me here i think i need to do like the cyber scotch club or something like that <laughs> That doesn't sound bad. Uh, <laughs> I'd come amazing. to that. <laughs> Cyber whiskey making club. I like it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for me. the inspiration on that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, the, the last one. So, so some rapid fire here for you real quick, right? With all the mm-hmm. emergence of all the new coins, right? How can people know when to invest? Um, oh God, I, 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 I hate that question. And you know, it's, it's, it's not my... Uh, subject expertise anything I, I i crypto is create i mean a crazy risky b crazy volatile c highly manipulated like there's no order to it there's no you know some people trying you know track the charts and say well but the price of bitcoin is going to do this or it's expected to do this and you know every logical reason might suggest that the price of bitcoin might do this or that or whatever and then you know some famous billionaire will put out a tweet and crash the entire market or send it up by 30 percent, or send everything on a panic buy or you know some some what might be a relatively minor world event we're not talking russia invade ukraine size world event you know some some minor things might just totally spook the market you know and and there's so like many so when somebody buys a dog like somebody buys a dog and, and tweets about it exactly Thanks, a certain Elon. breed of dog right <laughs> Um, you know, the, 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 there's so many things. There was a, a rumor that, that Vitalik, the founder of Ethereum, had died. And it was it was a rumor. It was fake news. The guy's still alive. And, you know, that crashed the markets out of, out of it. There's so many things that can affect the markets that no logical thing could predict, presumably unless you're friends with the people that might be buying dogs. Um, so the, the, there's no real way to predict that. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even want to suggest anything because there's no logical order to it and you know in some ways bitcoin there's only over 21 million going to be produced um that there's quite a lot of demand for bitcoins so the, the trend since 20 2009 has been that it goes up you know albeit by lots of ups and downs but the trend has been that it's going up because there's 
more and more demand for it and there's less and less in circulation and and you know also we're in a society where more and more people are becoming aware to the fact that one can't trust governments pretty much by definition with a few exceptions um one, one can't trust the sort of the, the, the traditional banking system in in a lot of cases that you know just because you've earned money and you put it in a bank doesn't mean it's safe you know that there might be the economy might collapse there might be sanctions there might be anything you know a bank run or, or just the way inflation is going you know if you save money now it will be worthless you know not too far in the future so people are becoming aware of that and 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 uh, i i think from you know especially when you talk to students and you know switched on younger people who all seem to be so much more switched on than i was as a student um that they're, they're really becoming more aware that they've got to be responsible for themselves and and uh, can't really ha- trust anyone have to fend for themselves so you know I, I think you know that that's again another monologue of why people are going into Bitcoin and, and why I wouldn't expect the price to utterly collapse and why it seems that the trend is going up but when to invest uh, don't ask me I, I don't know follow certain people on Twitter I I, 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 I would stick there and it's far yeah. too volatile I love that. Crypto is volatile, risky, and highly manipulated. End Crazy, of story. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's awesome. So everyone listening, tap in the show notes for the Crypto Curry Club to connect with Erica Stanford because she is just a badass. I will <laughs> say that to close it out. Erica, thank you for coming on again. This has been so much fun. No, thank you so much for having me. And if I can just take advantage and possibly do a quick shout out for uh, my book, Crypto Wars Safe. Uh, crypto was fake death missing billions and industry disruption it's it's out it's about all the biggest tax and scams in crypto um i'll love anyone indefinitely who buys it so please do that's awesome yes so cool thanks erica thanks for having me on rick